in the holy of holies the holy of holies there was no light but who was the light there god the presence of god the light himself the, the ark of covenant was there so the glory of god will be emanating and that's what lightened up the holy of holies so imagine when the curtain was taken away what will happen all the light comes out light comes out which right. means the glory of god will come out to, us, to the this to, to the, the holy light. place yeah from the holy place where it will go to the, the outer, outer, outer court so it's going to come from the holy of holies the god's presence which was in the depth of the temple or, or the innermost part of the temple is slowly coming out to the second level and to the outer level same way when jesus christ died holy spirit comes in and then when when we proclaim that he is our lord when we believe in him he sends his holy spirit into our inner being our holy place our spirit becomes alive and there is this potential that it can come into our body into our mind and then go out to the outer court to the other people where people are sitting that's exactly what happened to the disciples so we have this huge potential to bring the kingdom of god that's why we learned about kingdom of god kingdom of god is like a treasure hidden somewhere it's inside us we are now we are we are understanding that the kingdom of god we are we have holy spirit we have triune god inside us god's presence inside us It, the kingdom of god is somebody like he found that there's a treasure so he went back what he did he had he, he sold everything he, he sold, sold everything, everything to get that to get that so that's a consecration part to see that okay now that we understood we all are listening to this we all are listening to this and then whoever understands this and he really want to get that treasure had to do something he had to sell everything in this oh, world and then get it which means we had to consecrate ourselves consecration remember consecration means we are giving up the ownership we are giving up the ownership to god yeah. solomon gave up the ownership to god consecrated then he became the master god became the master Mom. of that same way are we willing or or let, let me put it like this way to the extent to which we are willing to give up our own ambitions our own life our own mindset that that's the extent to which god can use you so we are, we are the ones limiting the kingdom of god spreading through us so everything is done everything is done in by jesus christ that's why st paul says every spiritual gift is given to you in jesus christ in the heavenly realm which means at the spirit level we have every gift you talk about prophecy you talk about healing you talk about gift of tongues wisdom understanding counseling everything everything you can think of it's already given to every believer but it is in the spirit realm in the spirit level but who is able to find that there's a treasure inside the kingdom is inside who is willing to take up his cross and then follow him to work with him to get it out into your body in your mind our saints from the catholic church they all were doing that that's why that's why they didn't really con- were not most of them were not really concerned about going around and preaching the gospel they were more concerned about the presence inside to be one with christ to go through um go through suffering 
offering or whatever they can do to be one with Christ, to be holy. Like that's where we should be focusing. If you want to be used by Christ, if you want to make an impact in the kingdom of God, if you want to spread Christ to others, that's where we should start. That's the only way we can start. Unfortunately, people think that we just need to wait for a gift. Some brother will come and put his hands or somehow a gift will manifest and that's it. No. A gift. Um, so that this is a potential. And we all are qualified, regardless of our age, gender, education, qualification. It doesn't matter. It's all matters about it's, it's Jesus inside us. So now the question is, now we are just covering the basics. So all the topics which we have done, this is the very basics. We are just scratching the surface of this thing. We are just scratching the surface of this thing. But it all comes to this application of whatever we have understood. So if that's what God's plan is, that's the way you are bringing out the kingdom of God from within, the enemy definitely will be having a plan. He will have a plan to make this plan of God not to be successful. So what, what does he is going to do? He is, first of all, he will make us ignorant of the fact that the kingdom of God is within us. He will tell you that you are a sinner. You don't qualify for this. You need only special people like Raji brother or somebody else is qualified. Special called people, God chosen them. But I am just a normal church-going Christian. That's the first lie. Then the second thing is he will, even if he, once you know the truth, like we know the truth now, but he will make sure that we will be made, our mind will be made into such a way that we cannot focus on this truth. Or we, we will not be focusing on working on this truth. The way he does that is making ourselves busy, uh, bringing problems to your mind, giving you, giving you stress. Um, or he will try his best, everything he can, to make our minds preoccupied in something else. Or he will, as we are hearing this truth, he will try to bring doubts into your mind. Uh, is this even true? Right? All this stuff we'll do. But ultimately, the truth is, it's up to you and me whether to work with Christ and complete his mission. His mission is not completed in the cross. That's just the beginning. He just created the platform where we can be adopted as a son of God. Then once we are adopted as a son of God, every son will get an inheritance from his father. So Jesus have such an inheritance. He obtained everything when he was living in this world. Then it's more like this. We can think about it like this. So imagine there is this guy who wanted to buy a car. He wanted a very good car, which was, let's say, $100,000. So he went to the dealership. When he asked, how much money do you have? He said, I don't have any money. Okay, but you need a car, right? So the dealership said, you just put some down payment, say 10000 The rest you can pay off in five years, 10 years. You pay off every month certain money. So EMI started, right? You can take the car, but there's a conditional. 
it still the title doesn't belong to you it's still with the car company until you pay off but it, it you can use it it's conditional so that's what in the old testament it is and when you so jesus came and said i came not to throw away the prophets and law but to fulfill it that's what jesus said many people think that old testament is old testament new testament is is a completely new chapter it's actually starting from the very beginning is something new no he, jesus himself said i came to bring to completion fulfill what was planned so think of this the cmi is going on and some other guy who came and said okay you know what i'm going to pay it off now i'm going to pay the entire car price and so jesus paid everything so conditionally we had prophets we had law given and god was leading us into that and nobody was able to fulfill the law everyone was a sinner but they know that okay now god exists they still uh, they 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 are god's people they are promised that there will be a eternal life all that is there but they are still not able to do it but conditionally with the law they were going forward jesus said, came came and said i'm going to fulfill this i'm going to pay the price he paid the price in that cross by living holily he 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 so the condition was that you have to obey all the laws then you will have eternal life that's why jesus said you obey all the laws and you will get eternal life that's what written in the old testament so no man was able to do it because everybody is a sinner but jesus came in human form and he obeyed every single he completed all the laws and then he was entitled to the promise if you obey all the laws you will be having eternal life so jesus did that and he let's say he actually paid off the loan and the title is transferred to whom so who is who were is paying off right so jesus got everything the, the title is in jesus name now there's a problem so if i have some money or some inherited some some wealth how when i die what happens it will be inherited to the ah, my son my, my successor successor so now jesus obtained everything but he want to share it with everybody so what he did he gave yeah. up his life so that the successors can inherit what he got but the problem is like jesus didn't have any sons to inherit but god had a plan that we are adopted as his own son so we become brothers and sisters i would say so jesus right so that way that inheritance in christ is accessible to anyone who is willing to be a son of god by believing in jesus christ then holy spirit will come down in the spiritual realm and we will be adopted we have, our spirit is new made alive and we will be called adopted as the sons of god we belong to the kingdom of god thereby we get that right to that inheritance with jesus jesus came i mean through his passion resurrection everything he has obtained such a grace that's why bible says that there are the riches from the christ everything belongs to us we have obtained that inheritance now the problems now when we look at our life we think okay okay how holy spirit i have salvation now what i will go to church and that's about it and then i will meet my jesus when i die yeah that's fine you will get salvation and god won't be any less 
loving because you didn't do this but the problem is jesus says that everything you need to live in this world in this earth and eternal life is already given to you which means if we are not using this our life in earth will be lacking because of lack of knowledge my children are being perished that's what bible says when you know the truth you will be liberated which means we are in bondage we are fallen we are we saw that second corinthians 4:4 4, 4, this world is controlled by who not god out of this world lord of this world or the, the authority the fallen angels who have authority they are they have they are exercising authority over this world until a time when god jesus comes second time there will be new heavens and new earth then their ruling will end until then they have time that's why even a demon was telling jesus why did you come to torture us before the time didn't they ask yeah. so they know that there is a time which is the second coming but they were not expecting jesus to arrive at the scene earlier so understand that while we are living in this world there are dark forces which are in action which which is trying to hinder us from un- understanding and obtaining the kingdom of god which understanding the inheritance which is given to us for proper living proper health proper prosperity all the stuff god wants us to have he doesn't want us to suffer somehow there is this doctrine or somehow this thought saying that oh god is letting me suffer what kind of father will enjoy in the suffering of kids no one no father that's not a good father at all somehow we think yes the saints have suffered but they were at a different level at the spiritual level when when they were already obtaining this kingdom of god they wanted to suffer they were asking for suffering so that other souls would be saved that's a different thing don't think that if we get a sickness that oh god has allowed me this suffering no that's a wrong thinking that's a lie from a devil god wants us to be healthy you know god wants us to be healthy in mind body and the spiritual world in the spirit we are already healthy because we believe in jesus christ but uh, that's why jesus healed everybody jesus could have said oh this is for suffering given to you to go away he never said that nothing bad comes or everything good comes from heaven our sicknesses our issues with the work every single thing which we are facing which are not giving us peace is not from god we need to understand that we need to have we need to agree with that unless and until you agree with that basic truth god cannot work if we are thinking that okay this sickness uh, i'm fine with it god gave it to me then no healing will take place because whatever we believe whatever we allow only that god can do even the darkness also the same way we are in control this body belongs to us we have to consecrate it to something we have to make a covenant with either with god or either with the kingdom of darkness for them to access into this body how do we make a covenant with the kingdom of darkness you may ask by sinning by when you break a law when you allow the light not to enter the darkness will prevail so that's why there's a consequence to sin that's why for god is saying be holy like my father is holy so see i don't want you to suffer not to punish you when you break a law but it's more like i know that when you are not with me when you are not in my light the darkness will come and you will stumble and there will be they will be attacking you the thief comes to kill destroy right steal and kill and destroy that's what they will do 
God doesn't want that to happen to our life. That's why he's saying, be holy. And I am going to help you by giving you a Holy Spirit. I know you cannot do it by yourself, but if you allow my Holy Spirit, my, my spirit to come into your mind, come into your body, you will be able to walk by the law of spirit and kill the law of flesh and you'll be holy. The helper is here. So he has provided everything we need. Everything. It's just a matter of understanding and applying that in life, making decisions to change our life. If we don't change our mindset, we can preach as much as we want. We can learn all revelations, but nothing is going to change. All what we are saying, Satan knows this even better. He knows every spiritual truth. And he's not changing. Why? He knows it, but he doesn't apply. He's not willing to apply it in his life. He doesn't want to repent. He doesn't want to do anything with this truth we know. So let us not be like them. We can hear about all the stuff, but if we don't do anything about it in our life, if we don't change our mindset, if we don't try to dig more and try to bring the stressor outside, I can guarantee that nothing is going to change. So it's all about us. If we agree upon that, I mean, when I'm telling that when we agree, we also need to remember our thoughts may not be our thoughts. We have to be always remember in our mind, there are three voices. I always keep saying that, right? One is our own thoughts. Second one, we know the temptation is in our mind, but it's not from us. We are not tempting ourselves. It is an external voice in our head asking us to do something, which is contrary to the kingdom of God. That's temptation. But there's also an external voice in our mind asking us to do something which is in the kingdom of God. That's Holy Spirit. So we have Holy Spirit giving us thoughts. Something from the darkness giving us thoughts. So they have access to our mind and then our own thoughts. We have to discern the thoughts. That's why St. Paul says we are making sure even the thoughts in our mind are being um, captured and made surrender them to Christ Jesus Christ. So if there is a thought which comes into St. Paul's mind, which is contrary to the kingdom of God, he said, I don't entertain this thought. This is not my thought. I don't want to do anything with it. I'm not going to agree with it. Leave from me. So he, to that extent, they were careful. Never think that just because Holy Spirit came upon them, they, they were like Jesus. They had to leave this out. So what are we going to do is the question. Are we willing to consecrate our body, our mind, our life to Christ, just like Solomon did? If we do, yes, of course, God's glory will come upon us. So it's all about the application of this truth. So, and, yeah. Application of, like, I was listening to a talk and they said that, you know, like how um, when a child goes to school and studies, I mean, teacher teaches something. And then when he goes, um, if he doesn't revise or doesn't study it, he forgets it. And then if he goes for an exam, he gets a zero. So we have to, like a child goes at home and revises and studies and studies and studies. To get that 100%, we also have to put that effort to study whatever is taught. And Exactly, yeah. So that's where the application comes. So the question should be, we should be asking, okay, okay, we understood this. What are we supposed to do? Right? How do we apply this? How do I bring this glory from my inner being to my mind to my body? That should be the question we should be asking. 
So any idea how we do that? Yeah, you made a good point, Varuna Sesi. Because because she said that you know uh, when healing came, it's not that they went and said so many prayers and so many things. They said the word and the healing happened. When Jesus said the word, it happened. So that word has to be so much into us that when we say that we have so much conviction in that word, that when we say that word, it should happen. If you're right. not, it doesn't happen. Means you know, our there's something wrong in our study. Or I would put it another way that you need a lot of faith to, for yeah. that. Okay, so remember faith comes because faith comes in hearing and hearing, hearing the, the word of God. So there, there, the answer is there. So Hebrews four twelve. Can someone read that? Hebrews four twelve. Hebrews 4.12 um, Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Okay. Can you read it again one more time? Slowly. Indeed, the word of God is living and so active. First thing. Word of God is living. living. It's, a, it's like a living being. So what's a, one quality of a living being? It will grow, right? It's active. And then it says it's active. Yeah. It's active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Piercing until it divides soul from the spirit. So first of all, word of God is alive. And it's active. It's more like sword. Basically, it can cut through things. A sword can cut through things. And it's saying dividing between soul and spirit. And spirit. So what is soul? We talked about that. We have three layers. Body, yes. soul, soul and, and mind. And spirit. Spirit. Soul constitute of mind, emotions, all that. That's our second layer of the temple. What is it? Holy of Holies. The holy place. Holy so now, spirit is the Holy of Holies. Now it's saying the word of God can divide or go through holy place. the holy, holy holies and the holy place. Through your spirit, into your mind. Then keep reading. Joints from marrow. Joints and marrow. What is where are the where's the joints and marrow? Awkward quote. It's body, right? Joints and marrow is body. So basically what they're stating is word of God is active. It's it's a living being kind of it can it's alive, it can go from spirit, cut through the soul, come into the body. See how it's coming through, and then what is then keep reading. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Yeah, so that's again mind. Thoughts, everything can be controlled. The word of God can go all these places. So now we read that the sword of the spirit is what? Ephesians chapter 6. We read about the armor of God, right? There it says the sword of the spirit is word of God. Word yeah. of God is sword of spirit. Which means the Holy Spirit, when you, Holy Spirit needs this word of God, this sword, which is word of God, the double-edged sword, to pierce from the 
inner being of us into our mind, into our body. The only way we can bring this kingdom of God, the presence of God from that inner court, from, sorry, from the holy of holies to the holy place to the outer court, or I would say from the spirit realm, spirit to the soul, to our mind, to the body, is by what? By using word, word of God. So we need to provide word of God to Holy Spirit, and he will cut through. That's why read that Ephesians chapter 6. Um, that also you can put in somewhere in the group, Chichi. So that yeah. clearly says the only offensive weapon we are asked to wear is a word of God, which is a sword of spirit. So we have Holy Spirit inside. That's the job of Holy Spirit. He's a sanctifier, which means he's going to sanctify us all three layers, body, mind, and soul. So he is already in the spirit. We are, our spirit is alive. Now we need to give him the sword, the sword, word of God. We need to meditate upon the word of God. We need to read the word of God. Every time word of God is like a seed planted, it was going to sprout. That's why it's living. Which means every, why is that Varina Shishi when she prays that word of God? Miracles happen. 24, yeah. Right? But do you have a confidence that if you use another word of God, it will work? Yeah. I have a few word of God which I keep saying, which uh, it's because I, it's now it's God. I think all of us, you know, mm -hmm. um, thanks be to God for your presence goes with me wherever I go and I can find rest for the day. Right. So each word of God, think of it as like a seed. So that particular word of God is a seed for healing. Seed which will produce healing, let me say. Every seed is living, right? It has a capacity to bring a tree, plant, and bring the fruits out of it. So if that particular word of God is a healing word of God, which means it's a seed which can produce healing, you take it in, you read it, some people read it, and that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't the mind level, it's gone. But if you, how do you make it, how, when, you, when you put a seed there, what happens? The seed is buried in the soil, first of all. Then you have to water it and you have to wait. According to the season, it will come out. So it will take some time. You need patience and it has to be in that environment, being watered, well-fed, then slowly a sprout will appear. The, the germination process. Germination happens. So for your word of God to bring the fruit of that seed, or, or let's say healing, should happen, you need to meditate. You need to let that word of God be in the soil, in your mind. That's why kingdom of God is like a sower going in, sowing the seed. That seed has to be in your mind. You need to meditate. Meditating is more like watering the plant, the, the seed. The more you meditate on it, it will bring more faith to it. And then it will start sprouting. Then it will, it won't, germination happen. It doesn't stop there. It keeps growing. So every word of God, which you have read and been meditated on, and it gets to the spirit realm, it is growing inside you as we speak. We don't see the trees growing, but we know that after a few days, it's there. Something like that. So the more seeds you take inside, meditate on it, give it enough time. Think of what is this father? Holy Spirit, can you tell me what it is? Go find the scripture. So basically get that into your mind and to your spirit. You will change. Each of them are like small swords which are cutting through your mind and soul. The more you know, the more Holy Spirit presence will come through. And then 
when when that seed is planted enough it became a big tree then it will keep giving you fruit so in case of varuna chashi she has been watering that plant for so long watering that plant seed for so long with her faith now my husband also is doing it <laughs> now you that has become a tree in your me in, in your in your spirit or in your life and it is producing fruits and that fruits except fruit is a seed only right so that you are giving to your husband and now it's sprouting there recycle process it's the same thing that's why the kingdom of god is like a tree which will grow up from a small seed and then then it will bear fruit and then it every fruit is the same it makes another tree of the same kind so that healing process considered that's exactly what we are supposed to do that's only one word right so we need to find the word of god from the bible what is so if we know this principle it's all about principles once you understand the pattern and principle you can use it so now we know this principle i want you to go back and figure out one or two word of god which will bring the promise of god in your life wherever you are struggling it could be a healing problem or it could be a marriage issue or it could be a financial issue there are seeds for every problem in the bible it's up to you to find it and meditate on it the fruit will come for sure it may not happen on the first day second day each seed will have the germination based on the kind of seed some may sprout in winter some may sprout in some later but it will sprout for sure because that's why word of god is alive and once it becomes alive into that level it will carry you word of god will carry you i mean that's why that's what we need to do so the only thing god is asking us to do is to give him time so all time i'll say in habakkuk 2 to 3 also it's given the same thing then the lord answered and said write the vision make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it for there is still a vision for the appointed time it speaks of the end and does not lie if it seems to tarry wait for it it will surely come it will not delay so i had written this this is another word that my one of my friend gave me which i wrote it in my book and i wrote all my intentions in that and the other day i was going through my intention list and you know god is so kind that i could tick off so many of my intentions from that list and no god is not kind it's because of you word of god king on the word of god god is so kind for everyone why is it not working for others right then god yeah. is not we cannot say that so you were willing to do that faith you so actually, actually this word was given with god's given to me but i didn't pay that much attention to it till i gave it to my friend okay mm-hmm. uh, she was desperately looking for a uh, you know because they were living in a rented house and i gave her this word and i said make a vision and god will give you a house and god's you know carol chichino yeah and she got the house exactly the way she she thought of it exactly yeah and as soon as she got a house she sent that you know where that vision she had made and the scripture she said see i got the house exactly like what i had made vision and i prayed so after that even i sat and wrote everything down in a book the bible is more like or you know I different kind of seeds that right that habakkuk 2 to 3 and i used to see my uh, my but one thing i want to tell you that okay if we have few seeds don't stop there 
No, no, no. So but... many seeds, right? So, and so many, the seeds are for others. First, first you use it, and then it will bear fruit in you, and then that will be spread to others. Pollination, right? It keeps going. So that's all we need to do. And that's how we are supposed to do. That's why Jesus said, uh, uh, humans being human beings are not supposed to live by bread alone, but from every word that comes out of the word. So everything is created by word. I mean, we can go into deep in the word of God, but think of this: God created everything by what? Of His own likeness. By no, his no, word. by no, His no, word. By His word, except one creation. Only the human he made with his hands. Only the human like is yeah. not made by his word, right? He made by his own image. Like, yeah. But everything else is made by his word. So his word came and created everything. In St. Paul says, the power of the word of God sustains it too. So he created the entire universe, all the laws. Even now, nothing is changing. Why? Gravity doesn't change. Uh, the orbits doesn't change. Why? Because by that word, he created it. And even now, the power of the word of God is sustaining it. So to give you a little bit more deeper, everything in this world, if it was created by the word of God, all of it will respond to the word of God. Will it not? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and like you can see it like firsthand. Like for us, like Psalm 91, we've been saying it as a kid. Like ever since we step in the car, we start like now we're like it's a car, like we say it without even thinking. And we've seen how like we're protected of so many different accidents, so many, you know, like not not even a scratch comes on us. Right. And yeah, it's like you you say it and you know you're protected. Like there's no sec, there's no doubt. So that's planted deep now, it has grown into such a big tree, right? So Take that one, right? Now it's up, it's up to us. Find some word of God which you want. So there was this incident which I want to tell now that you mentioned the card thing. So here in Nashville, in our church, um, a young guy, I mean, Jason, I think he's of your age. They own a Tesla and he is known to drive a little rush. Um, so he was driving and he got into an accident. Basically, it's hydroplaned in the freeway. And it went and hit uh, the side the car was total, but he didn't have any problem at all. So the, child, the kid was saved. He was driving it too. So I know the family, but I'm not too close to them. So he told me, and okay, this happened. So I said, okay, let's pray. So I was asking God, like, oh, and they are a pretty uh, pious family. So I asked God, well, what happened? I'm going there to pray with them. So what should I tell? Or what was this thing? I was asking God. And God said, tell them that I sent my angel and protected him. I said, okay, I will say that. That's not a big deal to say, right? So I went there and actually they, uh, when I went there, they met me halfway and then they, they were on the way to see the total car in the, in some kind of workshop. So they said, okay, you come along, let's go and I'll show you that how bad it is. So I went there, I was on the way, I was driving with them. I told this father, this father of that kid, Thing that when I was praying, Jesus said that God asked you to know that he sent his angel and protected you. And then he was like, wow, okay. They both are looking at each other, uh, the mom and dad. I was like, what, what happened? Then they showed me a paper. Okay, so that, that Exodus or something, that we have a Bible verse, right? 
um, I will send my angel and protect you or something. There was a Bible verse. So some priest in the past told them that if you keep this in the car, an angel will be there to protect you. So they bought this Tesla, they all their cars, they have kept this word, they printed it out and they put it in the dashboard. So they had in the Tesla, this word of God that I will send my angel and protect you. And when I said that, which I have no clue about, right? And they were so convinced and they were, yeah, they, they were worshiping God in that time. So that's how, that's the power of word. See, I didn't know that they would put it. So see how God talks and confirmed what they were doing, God was protecting them. So there are many incidents. There are many, many incidents. So now we should not be amazed about it, but we should be worried that we didn't use it until now. What if all the sickness we had, what if all the issues we had in our life, those could have been prevented, right? We were not using the riches in Christ and that's why we are suffering. So at least will we make that decision today that we will revisit our thinking or we may do something different that I am going to explore this word of God. Even for our family, our friends, like when she said, like we have only one life. We can be the best doctor out there and maybe free operation, uh, free surgeries for everybody. Maybe how many people can you help? But if you know the word of God, we can help many, many when sitting here in your room doing, I mean, you won't be, you don't need to do anything, right? We just sit there. And if you know the word of God, you can just send that word. The angels will come to take care of that. We can sit here and heal somebody else there. You can sit here and control what's happening in your family. You can sit here and protect when you, all your kids when they are abroad, wherever, wherever they are, you will be able to be in control, take care of this life. So that's the beauty of Christianity. That's what Jesus has given us. It's not a religion where we go on a church and then fulfill some duties and come back as if there's no God. This is how we are supposed to live. We should live by the word of God. Are we ready to do that? And I'm coming back from a conference where I see the same miracles that what happened. And I just came back from people. I saw this guy who raised five, five people from dead. I just saw the miracles where the metals were healed and replaced into real bonds. Will you believe that? I saw it in my friend of eyes. I see that scoliosis and all that stuff healing like this. People getting up from the wheelchairs. But this is happening right now in this world. And what are we doing? We are just, just sitting here and then thinking that we are somebody. We are nobody. I feel so ashamed to be, to be in that conference because I felt like I'm the least used in the kingdom of God. There were like 300 people and everybody, the only thing they, they want to talk about, the only thing they want to discuss is about the things which Jesus has done for them. And they all are not great people. They are janitors. They are waiters. They are school teachers. They are blue collar jobs. They go out to the Walgreens and Walmart and try to see people and tell them, can I pray for you? Can I pray for that kind of thing? And everybody's on fire for Jesus. We have everything. We have. We are great professionals. We have so much money. What are we doing? Nothing. Literally nothing. We are just wasting time. So it's up to us. So let's do that. Let's make a decision to sit with God every day morning, at least for an hour. I've been telling this from the very beginning, right? That's exactly, that's where you plant the seed. That's where you water the seed. Take care of this garden, which is your mind. Are we willing to do that every day? 
if you do that i can guarantee if you are lacking something in your life take a word find a word start planting it today and water it every day which means every day meditate on it claim that promise not because of our worthiness but jesus worthiness claim that promise for 6 months i can guarantee that that will happen that issue which you are talking about will be gone there is no need to pray there is no need to change anything chase any brother you will see that there's no way word of god cannot act unless you pluck it out you plant it same day second day you pluck it out and throw it away it's gone you don't need to keep going nobody plants a seed and every day go and dig it up and see if there's a root nobody does that if we keep doing that oh i prayed yesterday i prayed two days oh is it fruitful now oh if you keep doing that no die it is waiting wait, waiting upon the lord you see planted it every day wait upon him things will happen abraham waited moses waited god said okay moses you come to the mountain i am going to talk to you he waited for 6 days nothing happened he was just there for 6 days no sound nothing he's like he felt as if like he's a fool on the seventh day god came spoke from the cloud there is always a waiting period there is always god is going to test our hearts are we are we trustable in fact that's what holy spirit was asking me can i trust you joe today i felt really bad yeah i he will ask that we keep saying that oh jesus i trust you but if we god asks you back can i trust you with my seeds can i trust you with my promises can i trust you with my kingdom of god that you will spread it we always look only one side so let's change our life um since we are running out of time close our eyes let's ask for healing healing in our body our mind in our families especially for all our prayer requests which we have gotten remember god can do anything anything do not limit him by our logic and faith logic and reasoning even if the doctor said so even if the world says so even if you are telling yourself that you are not worthy enough your self talk itself may be limiting but god can use anyone or anybody at any given time and he can change anything let us pray together let us worship him let us thank you repent from our sins repents from our mindset where we were just taking it all for granted that we were not paying close attention we are not watering and meditating upon word we are ignoring holy spirit ignoring the kingdom of god let's repent for a second heavenly father we ask your forgiveness you have given us everything every good gift comes from heaven and we have enjoyed a lot of wonderful things in this world but we often forget to thank you we always live with the gifts but we never look back to the giver so today father we are asking your forgiveness for ignoring your word ignoring holy spirit ignoring this beautiful life you have given us father in the name of lord jesus christ we are asking that you restore the lost years for us we are sending thy word into our mind we are sending your word into our all body according to hebrews 4:12 right now if there is any sickness in anybody's body right now in their mind 
all the torture, all the anxiety, all the hopelessness, all the past issues, all the unforgiveness, everything can be cleansed by the word of God. It is alive and is active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It will go there and remove whatever is not needed. Whatever is not from the kingdom of God, it will cut and it will throw away. So by thy word, we are declaring that we will be healed in every area from head to toe right now in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. We are casting out every sickness. We are casting out every mind-blinding spirit. Every lie Satan has planted in us. We are taking it all away right now. We are consecrating our mind, body, our life, our positions for the kingdom of God. Father, talk to us. In, the, in this week, when while we sit with you, while we meditate upon the mysteries, talk to us, Father. Tell us what to do. Reveal to us your heart, your plan about us. We claim all this in the mighty and wonderful name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So the homework is try your best to at least spend 30 minutes every day morning with Holy Spirit and bring back whatever your father is telling you. Uh, message me privately or put voice notes. And I'm sure he will talk. Amen. So it's a challenge, seven-day challenge. Okay. All right then. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Pate. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.